I'm Delina. I'm Diane. And I'm Gabby. And together we present One Podcast Fits All. We're three Latinas who refuse to fit in. We'll talk about our struggles, triumphs, and everyday life situations. Like this one time at a party full of hot people, I went to sit down with a plate full of appetizers when my chair broke. Or that one time I got broken up with via messenger. Ooh. Or that one time when the wasp stung me on my hoo-ha and I cursed in the middle of a church service. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and all podcast platforms. Yeah, you literally listening to us like right now. Like, like us, please. Pretty please do it. We need your validation. One podcast fits all. Every Tuesday. Launching on November 2nd. Yo, 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 I know you missed us. We missed you guys. We're back. We're back. It's the Pot Smoking Moms. I'm Sunny D along with my homie, Captain J. Hello, hello. Hey, if you enjoy our podcast, uh, please rate, review, subscribe, share, and just be friends with us on all of our social medias. Potsmokingmoms.com is our website. You can find anything and everything you need to know about us there. Um, please visit us. We love to hear from you guys. Um, and Wednesday nights, we do. We are keeping the lives. Every time we have a new episode, we will go live, uh, hopefully with our guest. So uh, stay tuned for that Instagram live Wednesday night. Um, we are we are coming to you from Zoom tonight. Uh, I just came back from vacation and kind of wanted to quarantine a little bit, sort of, even though we were very safe. Um, but we, yeah. we are having our little smoke sesh over Zoom. What do you got sm- you're smoking over there? I got some lemon OG Kush. I picked up some minis at Truly today. Nice, nice. They were on super sale. I uh, got minis the day before on Sunday, actually. And uh, I, I got Gorilla Grapes. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Yo, I had like so. I just came back from Disney. We went over there for a week, and it wasn't a tolerance break because I had edibles, and that was basically what was keeping me adrift the entire time we were there. Well, one night I snuck out and smoked a smoke a J, but whatever. I mean, you're so entertained. There's so much going on that I didn't really like. I was so tired and so exhausted from just doing all that stuff that I I smoking. But when I got back home, let me tell you, I couldn't I couldn't wait to hit my bong. So like did it was it like a no. So you said it wasn't really a tolerance break. So when you hit your bong, did you get really high? Yeah, but not like Yeah, but it wasn't like, you know. I don't know. I don't I I I find the moment to smoke when I'm there. Even if when I'm there for a week, I go to my car and smoke. I took every a, night. Uh, yeah that's i mean whatever i i it was there i could have done it if i wanted to i i i did uh sneak out and take a uh smoke the little j but even then jays i don't know jays are not like bongs for me jays still i, I feel like i could smoke a j and be like whatever uh, 
right? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like bongs is where it's at. It's and it's quick. I could just take a rip off the bong and just get just keep doing whatever I gotta fucking do. Then you know, just take a bong and do bong rips in the car. I know. I don't know. I feel like that is like super commitment. Oh, I, I was like, look, I've I had it before. I had distillate. Not at Disney. I haven't taken a bong to Disney. I've taken a bowl, and I've taken like Jays to smoke joints and stuff in the car. I've never taken a bong and done bong rocks at this Disney. But that's smart, though. Going to your car, I, I will say this: peeps that pulled up next to us, man, they were loud. And they were like, yeah. they were probably like, you <laughs> I've know, smelled it before. Yeah, they're probably like in their late twenties, early thirties, single. You know, no kids and stuff. And I was like, right on, man. Get it, get it, get it. It's pretty funny. The last thing they expect is the mom of two also going to her car to burn one. Right. <laughs> they're like, oh, look, mom's coming. There's a lady coming. Careful. Yeah. Well, obviously, they're not going to know your mom. You're not going in the car with your kid, but. Yeah. If they'd seen you around before. Yeah, man. So it was pretty interesting. Um so I'll just get right into the whole Disney bit. It was like it was really fun. It had was lots and lots of fun. My kids had so much fun. They were so good. My kids were so How good. was the weather? Was it hot? It was, was beautiful. It... it was really it was very hot. The sun was blazing, but it wasn't like sticky hot. It wasn't humid. So it was like hot, but it wasn't humid and it wasn't, okay. you know, it wasn't very windy. So, yeah, I was especially at Epcot. Oh, I was miserable. It was so fucking hot. There was no shades. It was like, yeah, there's no shade in Epcot. Ugh, it was like the worst. But uh, I was sweating nonstop. We had we tried the frozen ride three times. I was so fucking over it. By the time we were the third time we were in the frozen ride, it was the last ride. We're like, oh, it's just one of the fucking there's no you, what do you mean third three times like you're gonna we went, ride it a third time no check it out every time we went to get in line the ride would break down are you kidding and we would and leave. that's like the ride the girls would love the most right and it's so funny because check it out uh by the end of the day i was fucking over it you know epcot's fun and everything but i have two blisters on my feet because my shoes are were not the greatest and i'm not smart with that luckily i avoided the chub rub but i did get nasty blisters and whatever that's always a pain in the ass um but yeah epcot like i was sweating i was so sweating so bad from the beginning to end that when we were on the frozen ride um it was a lot it was the longest wait it was like yeah, it always is. It's one of the days there. Yeah, it was the longest. Or was longest wait. It's never what they say it is. They say it's no. seventy minutes. Usually less. Never. It's always less. It's almost always less. But it. But it was really harsh because Sid was falling asleep. She was cranky. She fell. She smashed her chin on on one Aww. of the things, and then she immediately fell asleep on me. And I was sweaty, and I was tired, and I was just like with a mask so then it's like it's so hot outside and then you gotta throw the mask on to get in line so then you're sweating in line it feels like they're cutting the ac off because it's not as cold as it used to be you know how it's back in the day it was so hot outside that you would like get into a ride even in the line and you'd be like oh air conditioning no i feel like they fucking cut the ac they're trying to like 
you know, like save on AC bills, on electricity bills or something. <laughs> but the fucking AC. That doesn't sound, that doesn't sound right. Maybe the AC that wasn't working. Well, I mean, it was like all the rides. I was like, man, it's either me, I'm older, or it's too hot, or the mask. I know the masks it ain't making it mask. easy, but it's um, the mask and having to tote around two small children. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, even with the stroller, because then you're still handling the stroller. Yeah, park the stroller, get the stroller, park the stroller, get the stroller. Yeah. In the stroller, out the stroller. I know. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, and then we get on the ride. It's so funny because my oldest daughter doesn't like getting wet unless she's in her bathing suit. If she's in her bathing suit, like, oh, pool time, we get wet. If she's in yeah. regular clothes and she gets wet, she flips out. Oh so my I God. was like, oh, so we're like the uh, the Elsa ride, right? The Frozen ride. I'm like, oh, so did, did you like it? And she was like, no. And I was like, why? And she's like, because, she was like, because I got wet. I didn't like it because I got wet. Isn't that funny? That's it. That's the only reason she didn't like it. I Even was, though it looks amazing. Is, was she afraid during the little drop? And the No, the I mean, it's pretty dark. No, it, it was fine. Uh, another part, you know, in Aladdin, you know, where the, where the carpet, magic carpets. Goes up and down, yeah. Yeah, you know, the camels there, they spit at you, right? Yeah. Oh, so no. I saw, so I saw that the camel was spitting, and I got her, I got the stroller right in the way where the camel would spit, and it got her in her face, and I didn't think it was going to get her in her face. <laughs> and she was like, oh, oh, my God, the camel spit at me. She was like annoyed offended and then so we're like pissed. oh we're sitting uh eating our dole whip right outside of the oh, of the magic oh. carpets oh yeah i know i got the raspberry one with the pineapple juice oh my god it's so good but she was looking at the ride and i was like oh we're gonna ride this one next and she's like i don't want to and i'm like why and she's like because the camel spits at you. <laughs> and I look, and the lady next to her, I go, no, it doesn't. And the lady sitting next to us goes, actually, there's a camel up there. And if you get it in the right position, you it'll spit at you. And I start cracking up because I then I look and I notice that there's a camel spitting at the people. So then she was freaking out because she was like, I don't want to get spit at again by a camel. And I go, first of all, it's not real spit. Well, that, well, a stranger, the stranger was like, it's not real spit. And then I started laughing and I go, oh my God, I never thought that she would not, she would think that it was real spit. It was like, okay, naturally, <laughs> let me tell the kid like, yeah, it's not real spit. It's just it's water, right? Like it's just water and we will steer clear. Like I'll make sure we'll steer our carpet to not be in the way of the, yeah. of it. so yeah, funny. <laughs> It's like the one fish, two fish in Universal. It's another one of those that spins around and fish, they spit. So you're trying to like avoid being splashed by the And it's one of those like in the air ones, like Dumbo? Yeah, just like Dumbo, Magic Carpet, same exact concept where it spins in a circle and goes up and down. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So did the girls have a favorite thing that they enjoyed? Sloan's favorite, my oldest favorite, was the Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Because Haunted Mansion is the shit, bro. It is the it's shit. It's the best ride in Disney and Magic Kingdom. <laughs> best ride. Haunted Mansion. She likes you know, all that creepy stuff, too. The, 
Have you seen the Muppets Haunted Mansion? Yes. Oh, God, it was so good. Yes. <laughs> we had so much fun watching that. We laughed our butts off. Yes, yes. And we had so much fun at the Muppets 3D always. It's always a blast. Yeah. Did you know that was one of the last shows that Jim Henson worked on before he died? Oh, no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was actually thinking, I was like, oh, I wonder if I wonder if Jim Henson did any of the stuff for this. So that's cool. Yes. Love it. They loved it too. You know, Sid's a little bit like Sid's just like a copycat. She'll just say whatever the big sister says. She's not really. <laughs> but, that's usually how a younger sibling yeah. is. They're just emulating their, their older sibling. Yeah. Yeah, but it was really fun. The The fireworks and Magic Kingdom made me cry when Moana was singing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Magic Kingdom fireworks always make me cry. Mm-hmm. Always. I'm, I don't it's know. So and there's something good. about Moana and just her song. It gives me chills. Yeah. It, it, like my, it gives me chills, and I literally, the hair on my arms stand up every time I hear that song, and I get teary-eyed yeah. every time I hear it's that It's fantastic. And then... The freaking, the freaking, the freaking Tinkerbell flies out of the castle. She flew out? Yes. She, oh, they, I mean, awesome. it's a zip line. Obviously, it's a yeah. zip line, but she like came out. It was so dope. I will say this, and I understand it's because of COVID. How were the crowds around there? The crowds the were, the, well, for the fireworks, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, that's why they stopped doing them for a while. They just brought them back not long ago. Oh, really? I didn't know that either. Um, yeah. the parades suck because they're like COVID friendly parades. It's like yeah, cinco gato. Hey, hi, boop boop dee doop boop, and then parades <laughs> over. It's like I were like, oh, for real? That's it? It's one car of characters, and that's the end of the show. And yeah. then they schedule like another parade like twenty minutes later. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. It's because of the circumstances. Yeah, crowd, it's crowd, crowd control. control. The parades draw big crowds for like a long period of time. So they instead do like little mini parades right. several times throughout the day so that you can catch different ones. So yeah. less people crowding. I don't yeah. have anything going on. Uh, nothing new has happened here. I'm still, you know, living life. My son turned eight. That's pretty much it. That's, that's crazy. Thing. That's he's. How was we his birthday? It was good. We went to Dave and Buster's, but it was just us, just us family. Like um, he invited a few kids from class, but I don't know. Maybe because you know we're all in virtual school, so maybe they, their parents didn't feel comfortable sending them uh, out. Um, I'm not sure, but nobody came. We only invited four kids from his class. He didn't invite everybody, but none of them can make it. Um, and now yeah, well, it was fun and we're preparing for halloween that's pretty much it he's still working on his costume are you guys gonna dress up do you have costumes bro i i uh i came back like i said i was getting back into the swing of things so i'm um, figuring out my schedule with the other podcast because we release now this coming week and then i'm trying to figure out halloween Slow wanted to be LeBron James when we were going to be the Toon Squad, but we can't find, I can't find online anything that's available. Everything is kind of out of stock. So now I don't know what the fuck to do. And I was like, okay, well, they don't have that. What else do you want to do? So then she starts handing out assignments. She starts saying, okay, well, 
I want to be Strawberry Shortcake, which I don't know even when she's seen that Why show. Why don't you just like take her to a Halloween store? And I then think you guys I'm going to have to. Yeah. That's probably the best way to go at this point. Go yeah. to find a spirit Halloween and be like, let's go look at costumes and then like see what she likes and see if you guys can theme it or not. Yeah. Like if there's like a group costume you guys can do together. Because Sid's going to want to do whatever Sloan wants to do. <laughs> she was handing out assignments. She's like, you could be Maleficent. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Whatever. I mean, if you, okay, fine. <laughs> and she's like, that, uh, that Poppy can be a hamburger. And I was like, that's pretty funny. I like that idea. <laughs> and then she's like, Sid can be a duck. And I was like, I don't I think maybe Sid might want to rethink that costume. <laughs> but... I wonder how she came with, with those. Yeah, hilarious. I was like, what is that? Then I looked, yeah, I couldn't so. find strawberry shortcake. I'm like, why don't you, why don't you be Woody? And why doesn't Sid be Forky? <laughs> I have a Woody costume from when um, Julian was Woody when he was three. Oh, for real? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, we went to his, his first time going to Disney. We went when he turned three, Aww. but I was saying he was two still. And uh, we went to the Halloween party. So he was dressed as Woody. And I was Jesse. That's cute. And Johnny was Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> That's so cute. That's so cute. Yeah, bro. Year, they were giving, not that they were giving us crap, but they were like, hey, how old? I'm like, two, get out of my face. Two, two and yeah. one. Thank you. Have yeah. a good day. At one point, I was like, they're both two, okay? They're twins. Bye. Oh man. Leave me alone. You know how much money I'm dropping at your park? Bye. Leave me alone. Yeah, for real. Disney owns me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The Zoom also doesn't help me. You know, I know. We're off pick our up flow. on cues. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, is it just me? Like, have you know? Oh, you haven't been on social media. So you brought it. No, I actually had seen a post that you had made that I was just like, what in the actual fuck is happening here? Yeah. Like, I was like, why am I seeing all these stories all of a sudden of like edibles in the news and bad things happening with edibles? I didn't notice until you called attention to it. But good catch, because what the hell? And then somebody told me to check out People magazine and that there was a, an article in there, too, about something. And I like I didn't meant to check that out before we were, did this recording and I didn't get a chance to. But I forgot about that because I got a DM from somebody about that. Um, but this story this is kind of silly. I don't know how this happens, but a South Carolina teacher was arrested after a student took a pack of marijuana edibles from a prize box in her classroom. Damn, you slipping. A 27-year-old. How does that happen? How does she mix those She's in 27. She's coming back from a <sighs> night out. A 27-year-old elementary school teacher in Lexington, South Carolina, was arrested after authorities investigated claims that a student picked gummies that contained marijuana from a classroom prize box. Victoria Farish Weiss, who turned herself into authorities, was charged with one count of possession of a Schedule One drug. The sheriff's office said it became involved in the case on September 23rd when it was alerted that a student at Rocky Creek Elementary School had pulled a bag of marijuana edibles from a prize box in her class. Okay. According to a report from um, WIS-TV, authorities said Wise brought a bag of candy from Dollar General to her classroom and that two students were allowed to pick from it. 
one student grabbed the bag labeled Stony Patch Kids. Oh, man. Thinking they were Sour Patch Kids. Detectives confirmed during interviews that Weiss took the pack of edibles from the student and told him to pick something else from the box. Lexington County Sheriff Jay Coon said in a statement, the student went back to the box and happened to grab another pack of edibles. God damn, there was two in there. The student left with the gummies and asked the teacher at an after school daycare program to help him open them. The daycare teacher contacted the child's school. Then authorities said the school's assistant principal found another package of marijuana gummies in the prize box. Three. We're at three. Three. Three marijuana gummies. Ah, ah, ah. (laughs) No student ate any of the product. Okay, thank God. No students were harmed in the making of this podcast. (laughs) The gummies were labeled as containing 350 milligrams of THC, authorities said, according to WIS-TV. Then, during a search of Weiss House on September 24th, investigators found packs of edibles similar to those a student picked from the box in Weiss's classroom, Kuhn said. Weiss is still not... Weiss is not... Oh, sorry. (laughs) Weiss is still not employed by the school district as of last week, according to a statement from school officials. The safety of our students is our top priority, said Dr. Greg Little, the school's superintendent. It is unacceptable for a staff member to potentially threaten the well-being of a child. We will continue to work to ensure all of our children have safe environment to learn and grow in Rocky Creek Elementary has a sterling reputation, which will not be tarnished by the actions of one person. Greg Wachinski, the principal of Rocky Creek Elementary, did not return insider's request for comment. According to Lexington, Lexington County Schools Employee Handbook, employees are not allowed to to manufacture, distribute, dispense, possess, or be under the influence of or use on in the workplace of any illicit drug, such as narcotic drugs, hallucinogenic drugs, amphetamines, barbecue. Yeah, okay, duh. don't do drugs while you're working. Damn, bro. Three of like, them. How, like, three I would have, I mean, come on, girl. You're slipping. That shit is a uh, you've. I don't understand. Like, it'll, like, how do you, how do you, mix a bag that's just strange to me you I don't dropped the how ball that she dropped three balls that's thank god none of the kids ate it though yeah but uh i don't think but that... i just did it it doesn't say what grade i mean elementary class. though i know but what age i mean there are fifth graders i mean does it matter <laughs> are we looking at the age i'm now? just curious yeah, I don't know, man. That's pretty. Can you imagine up. being that daycare worker that saw this, this kid? Like, hey, can you open this snack for me? Yeah. And she's like, "Where did you get this? I got it today in school as a prize." Oh my god! <laughs> oh I'd be like, "What? Give me that! I'm eating these. <laughs> this is my prize. This is now. my prize now. <laughs> Who's your teacher? So I can get some more prizes from her." Oh my god! Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. And here's so another, that was one of the stories I yeah. saw. And I was like, "What?" And here's a crazy one. And then this one. one is beyond bananas. This is the one this you posted, one. and I. This is the one you posted, and I was like reading through it, like, "Come on, what is this?" I just read it that you had posted crazy. in the stories, and I was like, "This sounds so whack." Pennsylvania babysitter split pot cookie with children's mother, then stabbed her to death. A Pennsylvania man is blaming an adverse reaction to a pot cookie for why he stabbed a woman five times in the stomach with a kitchen knife. 
Lavrius Watson, 26, has been charged with one count of criminal homicide for the death of 41-year-old Elizabeth Bennett Leonard, the Pocono Record reported Monday. Watson, a longtime friend of Leonard. Longtime friend. See. Okay, yeah, see, that's weird. How were they babysitting? He was hired to babysit, but he's longtime friends. Had been hired to babysit her children Friday evening. And the two split a cookie when she got home after dinner, according to police. That's when Watson claims he had an adverse reaction to the weed. Grab, oh, sorry, I'm reading into your Grab again. the knife from I'm the I'm just door. so into it. <laughs> Go, keep going. It's cool, it's yellow, it's my color. That's when Watson claims he had an adverse reaction to the weed, grabbed a knife from the drawer, and stabbed Leonard. Oh my Watson God. called police and reported stabbing Leonard, but said he couldn't remember what he did with the knife. What? When police arrived at her mountaintop home, she was propped up against the door with a massive deep cuts and was pronounced dead at the scene. Her 10-year-old son was inside the house unharmed. Her other child wasn't harmed. Weird, which is super weird. And then... I had read another story. I mean, I had read another uh, on another website, the same story. Yeah. Yeah. Where the guy was crying on the phone, acting like he didn't know what happened. I don't understand why he would think it's the pot. Like, I, you know how they say if you have severe psychotic, like, right, it can, right, it can, frenetic or something, Mm -hmm. and it affected him. And maybe he hallucinated something. He hallucinated something and he reacted that way. Who knows? But I was like, how does a pot cookie get somebody to stab somebody five times? Yeah, five times. Oh, my God. How many milligrams was in that cookie? Oh, my God. If anything. Yeah, seriously, I don't understand. I've been I've been so high off of a, a, a half of a pot brownie. I've watched like whole eight hour marathon of everybody loves Raymond and didn't even notice it until after the end of the eight hour marathon. I was like, wow, that was an amazing brownie because, but, but I think maybe he had other things in his system too. Oh, I I mean, maybe he takes medication for mental illness. I don't know something. I don't know. You have to be mentally ill, I think, for for it to cause that. There's Don't some think... more pieces to that story. I mean, exactly that. I mean, if you get really, really okay, I've you know, there's people that get really, really high off edibles and they think they're gonna die. They're like, they're so messed up. They're they're like they don't understand what's happening. To right, them. right. So it could really have affected him in some way where he reacted that way. I mean, he himself called the police on himself. You know, it's not like, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I like to know a little more info behind that. Yeah, but be but either way, edibles are always something that you have to be very careful with. So I would very. like to heed caution to everyone. Um, amongst all these stories that we hear, we know that there's a lot of times there's maybe some pieces that are missing. But overall, be careful and please keep your edibles in safe locations. Away from children. children. Even if yeah. you throw them in the yeah. garbage. I've seen. Have you seen these stories where the dogs get Did into the, the garbage? Did you see the dogs that ate it out of the trash? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw that TikTok. The dog's like falling yeah, over. Yeah, the dog's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, even in the um, even in the garbage, be careful because like kids go through the garbage too. So yeah, you know, and dogs. <laughs> yeah. So this is a better story. So Americans want to live where marijuana is legal. Real estate survey finds, which this should not surprise any of the people who listen to this podcast. To be <laughs> not surprising at all uh, to uh, us. And, and, and even I just, for non-pot smokers, it's surprising. No, yeah, but. For pot smokers, we notice. We notice. And additionally, everybody out in Texas also feels very strongly about this. <laughs> Americans would rather live in states where the mar- where marijuana is legal than in those that continue to criminalize cannabis consumers. That's according to a new survey published on Monday by real estate company Redfin. Among those who recently moved to a new metro area, 46% say they prefer to reside somewhere marijuana is fully legal, compared to just 22% who want to live in a place with prohibition still in effect. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) The The share of those who like legalized jurisdictions include more than one in 10 respondents, 12% who say they would only consider living in places where cannabis can be legally purchased. On the other side, 10% said they would rule out moving to areas that have ended criminalization. 32% of people taking the survey said they don't care about the marijuana issue when it comes to where to live. The survey, which involved 1,023 U.S. residents who moved to a new home during the 18 months prior to answering the questions in August, also asked about other issues such as abortion policy, voting rights, and anti-discrimination laws for gender and sexual orientation. Redfin, which is a survey, said that while public policies on cannabis and other issues are important factors in deciding where to move, other considerations often take precedence. People also take the politics of a place into consideration when deciding where to move. But the truth of the matter is that other factors, including housing, affordability, and access to jobs and schools, take priority. <clears throat> says Taylor Marr, the deputy chief economist for the company in, in his press release. Oftentimes, this means someone will move from a blue state to a red state or vice versa, but choose a home in a neighborhood where most people hold the same political views as they do. Austin, a liberal city, an enclave that's attracting scores of left-leaning folks from pricier coastal cities is just one example. But in Texas, like, they're banning abortion and you know they're doing all sorts of things even though that's all being fought against in the court and they're trying to do that here in florida too you know pass the same law yeah florida sucks but i mean at least there's medical weed here <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying yes but uh every time you know there's a lot people y'all out in texas are very vocal about hating that weed is not is non-existent out there. We hear ya. Mm-hmm. We know ya. We hear ya. We see ya. <laughs> Not going to Texas. Uh, yeah. Ta- but you can get a pretty, you can get a nice house, bro, and a nice lot. You can get a big-ass house for cheap out there, but no thanks. Like, I mean, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, this goes on to say how where places where marijuana is legal, like, housing prices go up high. Like, like when I went to Colorado and I was, like, in love with it, I was like, I want to live out here. And I was looking houses out there like how much they cost and they're astronomical like super high values like i was like there's no way i could buy a house out here yeah it's insane it really is crazy um but and here it's i don't even want to talk about here i I just somebody reached out going hey do you guys know if there's any places out a rent like 
And some people were like, oh, for 1200 one one going for 1200 I'm like, a one-bedroom, one-bathroom yeah, going for $1,200 is fucking nuts here. Anyways, yeah, rent, yeah, rent. Real estate rent, oh, it's nuts out here. But, yeah, la- gotta love Miami, and that's exactly the next segment. This is pretty funny because we're going to talk about Disney again. <laughs> <laughs> but Disney actually, story, guys. it's a Disney story. Um, So it's really funny. Uh, A lot of people go to Disney and they get shirts made. I think it's cute. The people get married. When when me and um my husband were on a honeymoon, uh, we went to Disney just because we had the passes and like we had spent all the money on the wedding. <laughs> so that was just what <laughs> we're going to do. Um. But we, I got shirts made, you know, that say Mr. and Mrs. And, they, and they're like in the Disney letters with like, you know, the little mini ears and the Mickey ears. So when we were there this past week, I actually saw these people. So uh, my husband sent me this article. It says fans call on Disney to ban raunchy shirts from parks after viral post. So I didn't know these people went viral, but I actually had commented to the husband. I was like, that's a pretty funny shirt. Like, those shirts are really funny. So it says the the D, it's like D in the in the font. Disney font. In the Disney font. It says, uh, what is it? I asked for the D, and then he has a shirt that says, I gave her one the shirt D. One shirt read, I wanted the D, I while want- the other one said, I gave her the D. <laughs> Which I thought was brilliant. I thought that shit was hilarious. I had never seen that. Because you'll see a bunch of shirts that kind of have the same theme. And people wear them. Like, the, there was a lot of people that I thought it was cute. The Mama Lorian, Dada Lorian shirts. They were single, right? They didn't have kids with them. Right. It was a couple. But I didn't. they were not like mom and dad or anything. They looked like they yeah. were a single couple. Because they wouldn't wear a shirt like that if they were parents. I mean, I don't know. I was about to hi- I high-five. I basically high-fived them. I was like, that's hilarious. Well, you have kids that know how to read. And they're going to be like, what is that? My kid would be like asking, what does that mean? Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get to it. To each his own. Mean? To each his own. To each his own. <laughs> Uh, so the so the story reads: Angry Disney fans are calling for the Mouse House to ban inappropriate garb after a couple was photographed wearing sexually suggestive T-shirts at Disney World. Over the weekend, fans posted a video of a couple wearing matching shirts that riffed on Disney's D calligraphy. One shirt read, "I wanted the D," while the other said, "I gave her the D." <laughs> the Disney, the D's for Disney, you perverts. The non-family friendly shirts, which are sold on Etsy and Amazon called Firestorm on Twitter. D is for don't. It's fucking nerd. Tweeted Sam Carter, a former don't. Disney <laughs> creative designer who posted a photo of the couple with clown emojis superimposed over the faces. Dude. I mean, I guess that's what you could say to your kid if they asked. It's like, oh, she wanted to go to Disney, and so he took her to Disney. Right. And like so. <laughs> yeah exactly uh, uh, people but you know the preteens are gonna get it they're gonna be like "Ooh," and they're gonna laugh and you know what <laughs> there's no way on earth that you can shield them not even at disney world you can't shield them because people could be cursing left and right on disney world like like i get i get it but there was no it's like uh, it's it's funny it's a play on words and letters like get over it everybody out there says they stay mad at shit like, if it was, like, like okay. I honestly wouldn't care 
I, I get wouldn't why care. some people were annoyed by it, but I was getting I'm ready to I wear think, a weed leaf into Disney World. I wouldn't do it. Right, exactly. I mean, I would have done it without thinking about it. But it's a possibility. There was a story where a lady, I guess, I wouldn't had, do it just because I'd be afraid they'd make me. Well, I could get a free shirt out of it. Because did, it, did you hear the Disney where the girl had like a very yeah, that's their thing. If they clad. see if your shirt is like a cut, too cut off shirt and there's like under boob showing or it's way too, too revealing or whatever, they give you a voucher for a free shirt to go get your own shirt from their shop to cover up your hussy to cover up your titties you hussy no but and i'm sure they've done that for anything that's explicit on right or political yeah yeah probably no not political i saw trump stuff all the time at disney you did oh yeah i saw make america great hats i've seen Trump shirts did you go to the hall of presidents Oh, no. See, that's the thing. And there's just so much stuff to do. And I don't go that often to care to go to every single thing. I, there was so much stuff with that we skipped because... They recently just revealed the Biden president one. Oh, they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just... I'm, 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 I wonder what Disney... Now, if Disney's going to be like... Because I'm sure they, they... It's not just for girls that show revealing stuff. I'm sure for... Anything that looks very offensive, they've asked people to yeah. buy a shirt. Here's a, a voucher for free shirt. Please change your shirt. This is a family. And they have it in their rules and stuff that they have the right to deny entry for something you're wearing. For sure. I mean, it's a private it's a company. so. But anyway. they didn't catch that because it wasn't, I mean, it's not, it doesn't stand out. It just, it's just a black print on a white shirt and it says, I wanted the D. I gave her the D or whatever. I thought it was hilarious. Like, whatever. Stay mad, like, assholes. Everybody's got something to say about something. (laughs) Whatever. I guess we'll interview. I guess we'll. I'll introduce the interview now. (laughs) Introduce the interview now. This is somebody that I've been wanting to have on the show for a while. Um, yeah, we had gosh. reached she was out one of to the her. first people we followed. Exactly. She was one of the first people we followed and you she piqued your interest right away and she had um you had uh, sat in one of her lives and you had uh, heard about her Crohn's, right? Yeah, what I found most interesting about her story is that she got into cannabis really late in life in her 30s and before that she was like uh anti-pot, like really she was religious. On yeah. Weed. Yeah, she had a, thought people weed was not right. It's a bad drug. She wanted to be a cop, like she was anti pot. Like so, it's just a complete one eighty where she's now a huge advocate. It's helped her life. It's changed her life. You know, so I thought that was really interesting how like somebody can have a more completely other end of the spectrum view on pot, and then when they finally try it and learn more about it, completely change her mind. Yeah, it's amazing, and even her relationship with her dad was was yeah. was very interesting to hear about uh, mom that Jane's uh, she is at mom that Jane's on Instagram and here's our interview with her hope you enjoy so how did you come to making the choice of finally trying cannabis like you said it was for your postpartum depression and for your Crohn's, Crohn's. like 
was it something you like research and you found out that it could be an option that might help you? Cause I think I caught one of your stories one time when you were talking about your story. And I think you said you like got off like five medications or something by switching to yeah. cannabis. How did that yeah. happen? How'd you get there? I was, yeah, I was, I worked in the healthcare field way before cannabis, um, was there for about 14 years total between med surge and the OR. And that's where I ended. Um, right after I had the twins, I attempted to go back to work being a brand new mom of five kids to, you know, brand new babies. Um, and I was really sick. Of course, being there and being, having friend, you know, I was in the industry because it's just like any other industry, having friends in the industry, I made sure I talked to the right doctors and the right people. And I got whatever I needed. Just, I just would make a text message or a phone call and say, I mean, I'm really bad and get a prescription sentence. So it wasn't a lack of anything that I didn't have for me. Nothing was working. Nothing was working. I just didn't have the relief, um, you know, not eating too much, not eating at all. All these things were playing a huge role. And I just didn't know what to do. I was in and out of the hospital. Um, my husband had lost his job at the time and we were practically homeless, well, not homeless. We had to go live back with my mom for like this teeny, teeny, tiny time. Um, and I just remember feeling like the world was ending. And I had my cousin say, you know, and they were I, family that I truly respected. You know how you just have somebody in your family and you would never surprisingly, you're shocked when they say, hey, just go smoke some weed. Between <laughs> your stomach and your five kids, go smoke some damn weed. And I looked and I was like, did that just come from my cousin? Like, like <laughs> are you serious? Like, well, I don't even know where to get weed. And it's like, your dad. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I just remember I had gotten, uh, my husband lost his job. So there went our insurance and I had gotten so like sick for some reason, he was out of town for a job. Uh, he was doing his 90 days. So insurance hadn't kicked in, but he was training. Um, so I was home alone with five kids. I was so sick and it was, I called, you know, text my doctor friend and I was like, I, I could you send in, it was like called caraphate or something. And it was a drink and it was $125 with no insurance. Um, and you just, it was like one shot glass, basically like a very high potent Pepto-Bismol just coated the whole inner lining of your stomach and made the acids calm down. And so you stop throwing up and all that stuff. So between that and Zofran, it was like $150. So I, I, we didn't have any money. And I was like, I had to call my mommy. <laughs> so at that point in time, I was just like, you know what? Could you also just bring some weed, please? <laughs> and he's like, really? And I'm like, yes. And I'm like, yes, I think I'm ready. Like at this point, I'm ready to jump. So this, I, I might as well just do it, you know? And he came right over, right over with a, a grinder, um, an eighth of Jack Carrere, a pipe and a lighter. None of that. Um and he pulls it out and we go out in the backyard and we're standing in front of my barbecue. And I'm thinking, oh God, you know, there's a helicopter. This is it. They followed you. Like, I don't you know. know. I'm, so, yeah, I'm so paranoid. It's ridiculous how, how paranoid I am. Um, and then he dumps it out and he's like, uh, yeah, so you just put some of this in the grinder. And I'm like, well, do you just clean seeds or wait, where's the seeds? And he's like, you didn't like that anymore. Cause that's how I remember it from the days of him rolling a joint, Reggie's, you know? Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's, I, that's it. There's no, there's really no other memories that were bad that I could associate with my pops besides, you know, the ones that I was being told to by, by people that other than anybody trying to educate me. So 
when I knew I was going to get into cannabis, I wanted to, I wanted to make sure I was the one telling my kids. I didn't need Rebecca's older sister, Kelly, telling my kids, well, your mom smells because she smokes weed and she buys it from my friend, Jerry. Like, no, we're going to do this right. We're going to like, I'm not going to have that be the topic of the PTSO conversation. So So you're open with your kids right from the start. How old are all your kids? You said your oldest was 22. Yeah. So uh, five kids, 22, uh, 14, almost 13. And then the twins are almost seven, 13 and seven in December, both. And how did you talk to them about it? How do you go about letting them know? Um, so I remember, well, this is when I realized I was already behind and, and knew that I needed to be upfront and very honest. I mean, obviously having a baby at 16, my daughter and I are very open just about all things that need to be talked about, like sex and pregnancy and protecting yourself and not, you know, making me a grandma at the ripe young age, uh, whatever. Um, so I, so I, wanted to make sure I did that so of course I took my daughter and I sat her to lunch one day at this fancy place and uh was like okay so I have to tell you for the last like six months I've been smoking weed at night after everyone goes to bed but it helps so much I think I'm gonna start smoking it during the day and I'm gonna start taking some edibles and I know I change I know I change because I feel the change I feel better the house is clean like I went back to the gym like things I'm walking like I know I'm being different and it's because of this this that I found so but it's I not need it but I would like to continue to do it throughout the day so I can take back some of the other pills that I were on financially it was like going to be the same cost I mean $120 at the pharmacy there or $120 at the pharmacy there and that's the way I put it I said mommy gets medicine for her Crohn's disease and thyroid at Walgreens and then I also swing over to the dispensary and pick up um, capsules, suppositories when my Crohn's were really bad and before I started making them myself um, and I was really started to research. But um, I didn't make the page, especially vomit. I didn't really want to go and do any of this. I really didn't think I would until I truly realized that cannabis has tons of medicinal properties based on the human anatomy and physiology, the endocannabinoid system and the receptors and the two endogenous cannabinoids, anandamide and 2-AG. So when I found out we had this natural way. Didn't it blow your mind? It blew my mind. And being in the healthcare (laughs) field, I felt, I felt bamboozled. Yes. I was like, wait a minute. So you're telling me I can I could supplement phytocannabinoids that's abundant in the cannabis in the cannabis plant, which we find in chocolate. Great. I'll get diabetes and die before I get the balance or homeostasis that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Or I smoke a joint and this, the effects are you get a little toasty, but and you smile. And like really at the end of the day, I really had no idea why this was so wrong. Um, then I went into even further looking into like cannabis and children. I was like, well, you know, then if this is so, you know, good for everybody, then I found Charlotte Figgy's story, um, from Charlotte's web. Mm-hmm. And I just, it just blew my mind. It just blew my mind. And that's when mom that James came out. I was like, oh no, you can't tell me 
anything else because if you want to talk and we're going to go apples to apples on, on on a glass of wine and the antioxidants there and a joint and let's 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 dance like <laughs> i can do i can do it because i've done this now and i i was more confident than ever before so i quit my job in the healthcare field and started doing this <laughs> that is awesome <laughs> And how many years I mean, have you been officially in the I cannabis? <laughs> and how many years have you actually been in the cannabis industry now since you've quit uh, healthcare? Three, three. Started doing uh, just like brand ambassador stuff and then moved up to some wholesales. And now I'm actually in a, I've been in a dispensary for a year now doing retail. I love it. It's so fun. How do you like being a bud tender? It's, it has its pros and cons. You know, I knew, and this, that's so funny because there's so much going on, especially right now, Arizona laws are changing again. And we were just recently sold my dispensary to uh, more of a corporation. Um, but when I see the people come in, I, so the day that we went wrecked, especially this was one of the days that I will never forget. I wanted, I was scheduled that day. We, nobody had no idea we were going to go wreck that day. The owners were just like, Oh, we can sell weed. Cause Arizona was hurting for money. Or this was the reason it was literally 12 hours. They had a, they had a like council meeting or something saying, we're going to vote to see if uh, you guys can start selling wreck like, you know, this week. And they voted and they're like, yeah, you can midnight, go ahead, start selling to wreck. Literally, that's how it happened. So I think that was like a Monday and whatever 420 was or whatever day it was, we did it on the closest we could to 420 or at 420. I don't know what day. It just blew my mind to be there. Um, so the second we started advertising that we were going wreck and we were going to start selling wreck, it was an instantaneous war between medical and the recreational crowd that hadn't even existed yet. It was just animosity straight off the bat and they weren't even in line yet and <laughs> it felt so bad but I also also the flip side to that coin was I remember this customer came up I was so tired I was so tired and the, the owners had bought pizza we had a line out the door the news has been there um, it, it's just, it hadn't stopped since it's gone wreck. I mean, and we're open, we're one of the later dispensaries open till like 10 o'clock, which the cap's like 1030. So like, we're one of the later ones in the Valley. So the lines were just crazy. Um, and people are mean, obviously people got tired people, you know, I get it. I get it. So I just, I took Customer everything with a service. grain of salt. So this oh. little old man walked over and he's like, ma'am. And I'm like, ma'am to me. I, I know I'm not that old, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, uh, he goes, do you know how long I've been waiting? And I was like, you did just yeah, not as long as I've been working here. <laughs> and he's like, thank you for being here. I've been waiting 75 years to do Aww. this. And oh, my whole heart melted. I just, I gave him this big old hug. I started crying. I'm pretty sure it was my last customer. I was like, I quit. Someone take my job. <laughs> and he's like, thank you. Thank you. This is the fight. He goes, whatever happens, what I, what I'm standing and doing posters in front of capitals when I was your age. And when I started to believe in cannabis, when I had a, what he said, he said, when I had a little sparkle in my eyes that I see that, I see that. I knew he's like, when I had that and I was fighting to see this day happen, 
I'm thrilled to see you here. I'm thrilled to see this day happen. And because he literally waited like two hours. I knew he waited two hours, but yeah. I was like, well, okay. I don't care. I'm here. I'm here. Like, You're I like, oh, uh, well, I'm sure. I'm having people like, yeah, at left and right, people are just like, God, I've waited two hours and I don't even know what to buy. I'm like, you've had two hours to look at your phone and see what we have on our menu, sir. I cannot help you. What would you like? Um, no, it was the most precious moment and it, I'll, that will stay with me forever. And I was like, this is why I did, this is why I did it. And Ever since then, I was like, you know, now, especially going from more of that mom and pop feel that the dispensary, when I started, it was at, and now it's going more corporate. We knew it was going to be this way. We knew it had to go full circle for that little old man to wait 75 years for him to be there. So whatever comes after, you know, we have to figure that out. But I know it's really important for us to keep keep doing this. Like I just, it, I see that and it's not, and it's for those, those, those older guys and gals, I can't get out there and do it, but they are by, by being a customer and waiting two hours to, to shit. He probably way. voted too. They, they'd yeah, be voting yeah, for that yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Boost to the ground. Those are, those are the people. And it's like, you know, that's why I, I love, I love being able to to explain and my story, any opportunity, just because it really does make me happy, especially seeing people like that. And, and, you know, of course there's always those mean people that you got to kick out and they're like, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's all, they come uh, a customer service anywhere. I mean, that's everywhere you go online, the trolls, you know, you have to deal with those people. And you know what? At the end of the day, sometimes those people, it's not you. Those people have a problem with themselves and that's why they're acting like that towards you. So sometimes you just gotta, I mean, how can you get angry? You're going to buy weed. I know it took a long time, but you know, this is history in the making. You're there for it. Like we don't have rec here yet. We just have medical. Especially the first day. Like you, yeah, you're, yeah, you're going to wait. Hello. Uh, yeah. Right. The news is here. Like, there's, yeah. there's insane. Like, the parking lot had to shut down. Businesses, oh, the restaurants in the parking lot were like, we can't even open. Like, look at this place. It was like, it was crazy for like the first two days. And um, yeah, I was, I was so excited. But yeah, I, I, when he walked up and he had the scowl on his face, like, you know how long I've been waiting? I was like, <laughs> he got you. He got you. <laughs> Oh, God, you're so sweet. Thank you. Okay, okay. You know, because uh, I, I was always, as a kid also, not just concerned my dad was going to eat, you know, my mom's face <laughs> off, but concerned he was going to go to jail. And get in trouble, yeah. Other things. So now seeing it where it's at today, it's safe for parents to consume and not have those fears as, as much, you know, as when you're hiding it or buying it from the street and stuff like that. Does your so husband... As, What's that? Does your husband smoke with you? Are you or so that's a funny that's a funny conversation. Um, yes and no. He is that one bowl a night kind of a guy. <laughs> yeah, Cheap that's, yeah, yeah, that's him. So that's um yeah, he's 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 the it's really funny. We're the complete opposite. He's the he has a Jack and Coke, he's the Jack and Coke kind of a guy. Um, and I'm I'm a blunt and a 100 milligrams. Well, you are now. You weren't always. Right. Right. You're a wine mom too, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
It's so funny on Facebook. Somebody had posted a thing where it's like, oh, it it showed like chocolate, bacon, wine, and coffee. And it was like, oh, if you had to give one up, you know, what would you, which one would you do? And I was like, wine. I was like, like, at least weed's not on there. Thank God weed's not on there. That's easy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, we're good. I'm good. I've never liked wine. I'm not a drinker at all. I've never been a drinker. I like and when wine, I do, but... it's like a little bit of alcohol, like a rum and coke, you know, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like, and this was a conversation I just had with somebody else. Everything has a balance, you know? Exactly. But when you're utilizing it as a band aid, it's still not a balance. Even weed, you know, when you're utilizing that as a weed and you don't want to really go and, and take care of some other things and, you know, and like, I remember really like smoking and, and really get into a lot of weed. And, and it was cause I was in a lot of pain once and I was trying to get rid of the pain. Little did I know I had an obstructed bowel and I need, I had to go get surgery, but oh, because wow. I was so high and just like <laughs> diddly do, I went on about three days with it and, and didn't, didn't really go seek that. So things like that therapy, you know, people like my pops, that's like, I don't, I don't need to deal with my childhood trauma. I'm just going to blunt it outside. It's like, well, okay. But <laughs> even Tony Soprano yeah. went to the therapist. Yeah. And, yeah right. <laughs> Mental health that. is health. But is that yeah, generation is, of people who are like, so I don't know, they just don't even want to address it or that you bring it up to them and they're like, ha. That's that's all in your head, and you're just like, yeah, it is. That's why you should go see a doctor. That's why I need to talk about it. You're right. And, and you're speak right. To a exactly. Professional. So I, it's not in your head. It's nice to see the movement for mental health. That there's being like a lot more people like are more our accepting generation of people are, going yeah, to therapy, starting with our generation. And talking about yeah, yeah. Now I mean, we've been damaged from the prior <laughs> generation, so we're still healing from that. But we are at yeah. least we're uh, acceptive of that now. Right. But we're seeing it because you can't fix it until you see it. Like if it's a leaky roof, you won't know until you see the leak and all that. But if you ignore it, then expect the whole thing to come tumbling down eventually. So take care of it. Right. Yeah. You just take care of it when it starts. You start getting all crazy in the head again. <laughs> it's probably got a bunch of spackle just all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, a little spackle. Just put a little spackle on on it. Top my head. (laughs) The top. We're gonna ignore that part of my life. (laughs) So you mentioned to us that you're a tarot card reader, and we—I don't want to put her on the spot. We don't have to do it now, but maybe another day we can get together and do it because we've always wanted to get a reading. But yeah, like, cause okay. on TikTok, you like when we first got on TikTok, oh, yeah. we ended up on witch talk and we had all sorts of different witches on our feet, on our for you. And page. people go on there and they'll like, whatever. I feel like, look, I go on lives and I'm sometimes I'm just like, the fuck am I going to, I'm doing here? Like, what am I doing here? Really? <laughs> so <Some of> these <laughs> people with a tarot stick, like, yo, yeah, that's fucking genius. Yeah. You don't even have to show your face, just your hands. Follow the comments. <laughs> Drop me a cash app and I'll read your tarot. Boom, 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 boom. Next person. And I seen that and I was like, damn, bro, that's genius. I wish I... Somebody on there the other day has a book and it says book of answers. That's it. That's all it fucking is. (laughs) She got all her little trinkets and her little pictures. And it's just 
What's, oh, ask me a question in the comments. Oh, a certain person she flips to the page. Oh, and then it's like whatever the fucking question, she the answer the, book. She finds yeah. the answer in the book? She All she does is flip a page, and then she reads whatever's on the fucking book. But <laughs> still, <laughs> even then, it's her stick. It's pretty good. How'd you get right. into that? Well, so I, it was like about four years ago, and my weed and tarot, those are the two that my husband were like, terrified i'd get into you know and now, um, oh, she's gone weird <laughs> he's just throwing her crystals at him like get the fuck out of here that energy so, i've always been the spiritual one i've always been the kid to go to church my grandma would pick me up every sunday i just was i'm a very spiritual my first tattoo is just a big jesus wings and a cross on my back and i'm just really that I was still a Juana's teacher on Wednesday night with my kid because I had a kid young. So we went every Wednesday. You said Awana? Uh-huh. Awana. The, oh uh, yes. the, <laughs> I used to. <laughs> I went when I was little. I was. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So the Awana Kids Club. And yeah, it, it was it was helpful. I was also becoming a cop at that time. So all of that was really helpful to keep me on my path. Right. So I feel like that was a big reason. So um I I went to a bookstore one day and there was a girl there and she was just giving out free tarot readings just like you know and I was like okay yeah um a couple things resonated and like one thing stuck with me and that one thing just blew my mind when it like happened because it didn't happen in the exact wording and way she said it was, but that was exactly what was happening at that moment in time. So I had gone to buy a book. She was there and she had answered the question and I was just like, okay, like it didn't do it, do anything to me until about two days later. And that's when it, and that's when it was a really weird thing. Uh, maybe I'll tell you the next episode. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I was like, yeah. So, <laughs> so I just thought I was going to watch this and I don't want to like get all crazy. Yeah, it was just like this guy I was going to meet and marry, which didn't happen, but we got engaged and she said it was going to do that. And I was like, no, I'm not. And it was so weird. I was like, you are, you are scratching for money, girl. Like I was that person. Obviously now look. Um, so I was uh, forever interested at that moment in time, but everyone was terrified of it that I would ask. They were like, oh my God, that's the devil's work. It is, you are not turning into no bruja here. Like, that <laughs> uh, so I was hiding in the garage doing it. Wow. Like the smoking your weed in the garage, hiding, you're doing tarot card reading. Oh, what? But like, okay. So her, her, her reading and how things happened got you into thinking like oh you wanted to learn more so what were you just like teaching yourself these cards so that you can just kind of find more things out about yourself for myself. or for myself yeah 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 so i i was just like okay well first of all kind of like cannabis i once i want to know something i go down that hole deep <laughs> like it is so bad so as soon as i'm totally like fascinated or interested so the second that 
I, I did this whole thing happen, and then I I won this money that she literally said I was going to win. I was wow. just like, I'm, I fucking, I am done. I want to know what's going on. Wow. So I, <laughs> I, I would be like, if I if that was the case, I would have been like, damn, bitch, I want to know what the fuck you're doing. Like, holy right, cow. I and I was like, so first I wanted to know what tarot was. So I was like, okay, well, what is tarot? It's, it, there, it's a divination tool. It's a tool like the Ouija board, like any other type of tool you would try to utilize to reach or contact or get information from energy, whatever you want to call it. You want to call it the universe, you want to call it guide, whatever your heart wants to say. If you come to me, you have something in you that says, I have, I believe or feel energies will tell me which cards are supposed to come out. And my job as a tarot reader, so I don't claim to be psychic reader or any of those things it's like a language each deck has um an instruction book um and you have to learn each word and each meaning um and each little picture has different things in it if it has a white rabbit or a brown rabbit that's going to mean something different next to a purple wall or a black wall those are like two weird things so when we get down to the nitty-gritty and particular questions um I just read what's legit in front of me and it's, it, it, that's what it, it's like a language. I interpret it. I just interpret whatever the card is saying. That's so now it. do you still just do it for yourself or do you do it for other people now? Oh yeah. So no, now I go live every Tuesday uh, on my Facebook and I do a big collective live for all the fun, all the fun people that just want to hang out and do fun stuff with me on Tuesday. So that's, that's, kind of my Tuesdays on Facebook on Facebook I do it on Facebook I'm gonna start to I do have a page um on Insta I'm gonna start doing some I think I'll start coming over here I wasn't sure I just wasn't sure how much more I could take on but uh it just kind of started and now it it hasn't ended and I have like a a list of, of readings to do and now it's fucking work. That's that sounds like work <laughs> now. Now it's work. Thank you. Now it's now it's instead of being my hobby. Now it's like oh shit, I have a, like four readings right here staring at me. But well, what are you charging these people? I don't charge, girl. I'll, I'll do what are you? It, hello. So. Let, okay. Okay. Well, at least we do that because yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I because I haven't figured it out. I feel like if I'm gonna go all in and start charging people and doing that I have to make sure I'm constantly consistent and 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 not with my readings I feel that's on but like my timing my YouTube channel things of that nature where I'm just kind of sporadic as I have time to do it between yeah. five kids a full-time job yeah that's a lot and a couple other projects that got in the works with uh, look Bobby man James. you're you're making 75-year-old yeah. men's fucking dreams come true <laughs> that's a lot that's a lot of work you, so it's you have fun. a YouTube channel too, and how? So I just I have a small one for my for my uh, my tarot just to because how I do personal readings um, is actually this space here. I just kind of get your information, tell me what you want to know. If we're going to do a general reading or if we have a specific question, and then I film it and I send it right over to you. It That's doesn't it. like I've always seen like normally when you do readings like they have to cut the deck like they have to do no. that you know no. that's that's what the other person who's I getting it read like, their energy has to like touch the cards to get no it. no it doesn't no um 
No, I feel like like I could I feel like I could probably pull some cards even now and give you some. I feel like live it would definitely work more if you're like live talking to the person because you're at least yeah. getting yeah. their like, their intentions. No oh, I, don't, I mean, I don't even know what tar- how to tarot. Well, I feel like it's not just like I don't know. I feel like we kind of do manifest our. Well, right i mean i think yeah yeah exactly i i don't know that's why like for astrology too um signs and, and stuff and tarot are different like i don't know a lot about astrology but tarot is its own but it's so it's also there's so much to it too like i'm yeah. sure there's plenty of stuff in tarot too but like astrology there's so much stuff too oh, and well. sometimes i feel like yeah it is gen- general things and you can Kind of apply, kind it. of apply it, and then manifest yeah, anything. it. Yeah, yeah. But when you think about it that way, if you go to the doctor, he's had five uh, go-to antidepressants. He's going to put you, me, and her on to see which one works best, and then go to the next, and then go to the next. This is just help in a different way that is going to give someone. You could go to Google, you could go to therapy, and and ask them the same question. You know, and I'm just going to say, I'm going to be real and honest and be like, uh, you know, no, it's, it's, I, I don't know your life, but I can tell you that this card said. Yeah. Apply it this, to yourself. Yeah. However apply you. This, this is, this is what they're saying. Apply this to your question answer. And it, it and that's, and, and that's exactly what it is because I say, um, all the cards are 78 cards uh and i know the interpretation front and back of each one but they each have a different meaning to me so if you pull that card and we're talking about your best friend and we pull three of those cards you know any cards three of any cards and we're gonna talk about your best friend i'm gonna tell you what each card means i'm not gonna tell you anything about your best friend yeah i'm gonna tell you what those three cards mean symbolize and mean okay uh okay (laughs) yeah yeah that's it so that's why I do. I love doing it live. I do like getting questions live on Tuesdays when I go um, live. Um, but I think it's I really do like my videos. I think those are fun because I get just very little information, whatever the question is. Um, and then I just do it and I send it over and then I wait and then I hear this reaction or I see a text message and it's like, oh, my God, you know, and I get confirmation of what I I don't know. I don't know anybody's story. I just, I read the same card. It's the same. It's, you know, almost the same uh, verbal, almost verbiage I would use for you and anybody else. If yeah, I got the anybody else that drew this card right? would say the same Yeah, thing. exactly. So it's just like an interpretation. It's just like a language. You just got to learn the language and you, it, you just read it. That's cool. We should do it's a reading cool. sometime. We'll do we, it. Should. we should. <laughs> we should do it. I've always wanted to do it. I really wanted to do the reading because we saw all sorts of because di- there's different kinds of readings. Oh, the there's lady tarot. that throws she the, did the, the she bones. She does the bones, like the different kinds of bones. She's like, oh, and like different like knickknacks. It's not just bones. And then like she'll throw those answer and then answer your question based on how they fall. And it reminded me of Willow. Was it was it Willow? Yeah, I think it was in the movie. Oh Willow. my gosh! Um, yes, or they so funny. <laughs> yes with the um willow i love that movie <laughs> that's such a great movie the baby yeah and that one guy that gets run up on. all i can think of and he has long hair val kilmer he was so hot, so hot. 
<laughs> I was like, ooh, it's like that TikTok uh, video where the, the, the your hair blows in the, yes. in the wind and that... Da, 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 da. I don't know the, the song. You know What's it? the song? I don't remember. But you like, when you like first see somebody that's like super hot on screen, you're like, oh, they do. And the wind is blowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like a little kid like, ooh, he's cute. He was cute. He was a hottie <laughs> back in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Val Kilmer, for sure. Back in the 80s when all of us were like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then. <laughs> oh my gosh so what is this you said something about stoner confessions that's what you call your tarot card readings no so that was um just another one uh i had a really good interview about um rso and the how i really choose to consume is is edibles um just because crohn's really stomach i smoke uh but i try to kind of have like that baseline of that mellowness or medicatedness, if you will, with edibles and then break through or staying there with flour um, throughout the day kind of is my regimen. So I was asked to go on there. It was really nice to explain, um, you know, RSO and the different benefits of using cannabis other than just consuming it in flour and in smokables. So that was really nice, but that was, um, a, uh, I just really liked that they portrayed the RSO and and cannabis as as a medicine versus anything else. And so it was and a really good opportunity you said for the people to suppositories as well. Is that specifically because of the for the Crohn's, or is that something you say for anybody to use? Absolutely. Um, it's and, and especially us ladies, we are also blessed with an additional uh, set of organs, the reproductive system. So there you I utilize um, that for like on my period when it gets really bad. And I'll put some um, medicated spray that's meant for like uh, intimacy spray. And I put it right on my tampon and right there and it helps a heck of a lot with the cramps so any anything like that yeah there's 80 percent absorption i mean um in your in your all that's going to be blood vessels kind of like um with the sublingual effect so Uh it goes right in and gets into the bloodstream super fast and it stays there um but it's not just that it's just when you're so sick and you know you can't do anything nothing's going down nothing's staying in and you know you can't smoke and it's just nothing's working that that's when you go you go big yeah. <laughs> that's when you have to go that way <laughs> but as far as my like my monthly yeah I get a really there's a medicated lube at the dispensary and I just a medicated lube. yeah that sounds great because yeah. I can't wait till there we get more products like when we go wreck and we can have more products lube. Oh my God, for sure. For period <laughs> cramps. It feel, I always, when I get my period, I feel like I've been murdered from the waist <laughs> yeah. down. Just all yeah, of it. It's awful. Uh, so uh, just that sounds so great. And I feel like we need to destigmatize suppositories because yeah, we, it's got a bad stigma because <laughs> we never used it for good things, but <laughs> it was always for, or well, medicines. I don't know. People never always kind of, there's a stigma surrounding that. And right, it's like, right. whatever. It's it's one of it's just one of those things that you're like, God, I guess if this is the point I get to, 
will go that route, kind of like you know, getting to a point of smoking cannabis. I was like, okay, fine, I guess I'm here. So I'll do it, uh, you know? And so that you just get to this point where the edibles aren't enough or you're just not, you know, nothing's even staying in, down, yeah. on, anything like that. So it was like, well, what about up? so i started looking at uh, dispensaries venues and and suppositories and sure enough i found one um that was like in in super far from my house and it's like 150 bucks and i was like good lord these are expensive but they worked amazing yeah amazing i got the relief i felt like i had gotten high for like the first time it was a really weird Wow. Yeah, but too, sometimes you gotta, yeah, I wouldn't, I I can only imagine because you change up your method. Isn't that what they say? Like when you spill your tolerance to one method, they're just like, hey, switch it over. Kind of sucks when you're doing kind of mixing edibles and and you're already changing it up all the time anyways. Edibles don't work for me. Well, yeah. So that would be like, what? oh, you could, uh, if you switch from like, say, smoking joints to like blunts or like from blunts to bongs or like, you know, something like that can also change. Yeah, I got bored of hitting my bong because that's all I was smoking. And I was like starting to do a little more joints, but tinctures and stuff like that and edibles, they just don't do it for me. It's not the same effects. Yeah. So, yeah, I get that. When it comes to edibles. You should try suppositories. (laughs) I mean, just to see, like, hey, let's test it. If you can, we've tried edibles. You just want some content. No kidding. Hey, well, we might as well throw it in there as well. I recently got um, a period cup because I've always yeah. wanted one. I've always heard good things about it. And then I recently talked to a, a, a girlfriend of mine. We, we started another podcast and she was like, uh, I swear by it and period underwears. And I bought it. I was like, oh, that's it. I don't need any more convincing. I'm going to baguette this shit. I'm sure I'm going to have a tough time. I'm not, you know, you know, even tampons at first was are like a little hard Weird. to, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Yeah. Suppositories, you Let might me know have how to do it a couple goes. times I to figure out. I want to try the cup. Yeah. I just, I'm just like, how do you insert it? You have to fold it a certain way. There's different and ways of certain And then it stays in, what does it, and then it, I haven't done any of it. It stays in there all day, and then you just take it out, it just, and it's like, it's all massacre. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, well, like, you oh, can't. Look at the, at the toilet bowl. <laughs> well, I hope that you're not in a fucking public bathroom, <laughs> and that you just go, ha, ka, ka, cha, and everything goes all over the place like that. I'm, I never thought about that, but now that you've introduced <laughs> that. I thought about it. Now that you've introduced that. Theory. I think it's going to be I all full. I got a weak vaginal canal. Like, what if I'm in a public bathroom, okay? And I just start having a sneezing attack. And that thing flies out. Well, look, honestly. attempting to kill myself. Well, I guess it depends on the cup that you have. But that it, it's like a, it's sturdy as fuck. And when you get it in there, it like locks in. I'm not saying that you're going to fling it out. I'm sure you're going to be as careful as possible because there's a cup full of your period blood that you have to gently remove from your lower pelvic region. And then dump it in the toilet. Yeah. And then dump it in the and toilet. And then you have to like rinse it out and I mean, yeah, I guess it really depends on what your situation is. If you're, I, I don't want to get into details of where your location oh, may be. I think we're there. Oh, but see, content, man. Content. 
Just put it on and put a videotape. <laughs> Uh, really. We'll we'll revisit. I have, my friend said it takes at least three cycles to really figure out how to ha- have it happen. Luckily, I stay home, so I'm not. My I think my sister uses it and likes it. I have man. I'm telling you, I have heard so many ladies it, it's say great. it's amazing. Think about it. It's not wasteful. Tampons you're like disposing better for your body. Tampons are super dangerous. Yeah, yeah. You can I get did toxic. switch to organic after. You know, being well, I think it was actually when I started to use cannabis on my tampons, I was using um, an oil. I had a reclaim from my dabs, my concentrate, and um, I had cooked that, I had infused a hemp oil in it, and I was just soaking my tampons in that. Uh-huh. And uh, the, the, the one brand, of course, the biggest market brand, whatever it is. Playtex um, or some shit. Tampax. There's nothing absorbing. Like I'm like, why isn't this going in? This is oil. Like it's olive oil. If this is cotton, it should just it should take it. Like because I, I was barely just tapping it because I thought you know it's gonna like yeah. nothing was absorbing it. I'm like because it's full of crap because I'm literally leaving this thing in my body for three to six hours at a time with this crap that's barely it's probably basically like a cup anyways because it's not not absorbing anything like it was just the weirdest thing so i did switch to organic tampons and as soon as i did that i could tell my period was a whole different monster i it was not as bad i just knew the chemicals and the things that those tampons were that had in it were part of my problem i really did like i and it was when i started to try to use it in an oil and i was like why isn't this absorbing yeah like when you try to light when you finally try to light the craft singles on fire and you're just like (laughs) what the fuck is this This isn't cheese what is this shit everybody oh the things we put in our bodies craft singles that's why i'm like y'all complaining about the vaccine but y'all been y'all eat craft singles at 12 o'clock at night out your refrigerator and wash it down with a big old bottle of coca-cola so shut up amen i agree i 100 agree oh go eat go eat your hot cheetos don't don't please don't get your vaccine but go eat your hot cheetos <laughs> so many good ones but yeah yeah it's the reasonings are hilarious so you said you were honest with your fat, with your like kids about it. How, I mean, obviously your dad smoked, so he was cool about it. How about the rest of your family? Your cousin recommended it. Was the rest of your family just as accepting or, and as an accepting of you being in the industry and all that? Or is there like any stigma? Um, I think everyone was shocked and then not shocked because it's me. And this is the weird things that I do. So it's about right for Alicia to do this. Um, So I don't think anyone was shot. I don't know if I really had the support more so than I felt like my actions were being tolerated until probably about year two in the industry when I started making hell of money, <laughs> real good money. Okay. And it was helping people. It was, it was really, really helping people. 
Um, and it helped and you. They could see it helped you, right? Exactly. Well, I went from I went from two hundred and sixty some pounds to one hundred and eighty. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, just the weight loss alone from being more active, just being happy, not consuming so much crap to feel better. Like just the the pills were so. I mean, the steroids alone were weight gaining, and then there's this, and it's just like. I'm never going to feel good or normal or happy again like this. You know, I was like, I want a better quality of life and I'm not getting it on the medication that I'm on. So why am what, what, this is the only life I got. I can't pick something else. I got to pick what's here today and now and available to me. So this is, this is my options, you know, and already being in the industry, the healthcare industry, and having access to so many different pills and medications and friends and procedures and things for this and knowing that everything I do is still going to come. It's, it's not going to help. It's a band. It's, it's even this, you know, not a bandaid, but it was the best bandaid I could find for what I needed it for just to live, which is crazy. Because nobody would ever think that you'd hear me say those words, especially my family. Like my mom, no, not at all. I never got high when I was a kid. I just never, I just was like, this is not for me. Does that your smoke, does your mom use cannabis at all? She's never, no, never. I've gotten her to do CBD. Um, and that's when, that's when people really, that's that year two mark when people really were like, okay, so funny thing, you know, uncles and aunts and cousins, my doctor recommended I go to the dispensary and get something. And then I remembered I had a niece that worked here. So, you know, <laughs> can, can you help me? And, you know, once I got that, but it really, truly took, and, and I realized it myself, though. It takes that person, that individual to look at this plant in a whole different light, in a whole different way than the way we've seen it. If you're still trying to hide it in the garage not talk to the kids about it because, you know, even, even just the symbol of a weed plant, my kids are very much aware that they don't touch or any of that. The kids that just see a weed leaf, you know, they associate it with just what's being exposed to them on the daily. So why not be the one to explain this is what it is. Don't you want to tell your kids what all this is? I don't want nobody out there teaching my kids. I want them. I want to be their, their reason for all their good, bad, and ugly problems. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think that openness with children uh, kind of changes too, because our, our parents were not as open as, and I feel like all of us have kind of gone through that and been like, yeah, I don't want to be that. You know, I'm not saying like I want to be my child's best friend because I think there's also a fine line of like your uh, parental figure. There's a respect there that not a best friend has. I when when I did stand up, I had a whole joke about like mom's mom, not best friend. (laughs) But I want, you know, there to be an openness of like, yeah, if you are torn about a decision and you uh, come to me, I mean, I want I. It's hard to like put your judgment in the back seat because, you know, parents, your parents kicks in. But at the end of the day, you want it to be a safe space for your kid, because if you don't provide that for them, they're going to find it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Well, even going back to 
me telling my daughter, we're sitting in this restaurant and I tell her this, that I'm going to start smoking weed. And she's like, I mean, I know this, I know what this is. And she's like, and I'm like, what? You knew I was doing this, and I thought I'm all stealthy and way away. I got the weed <laughs> on me. No, they know. They know. The body spray game was on. Like, <laughs> you did what? What? You knew this whole year? They you know. know? You know what I mean? I'm like, well, then what else do you know? Like, you know, I, and that's where I was like, well, duh, Alicia. I mean, how much did you talk to your mom about sex? Why did you have a baby at 16? I have to go back and realize that there was that my parents, there was just, Oh no, you just, you just need to study and do, you know, your school work and go to college and that's it. Don't worry about boys. That did was you, did you, to my boyfriend, <laughs> did you guys have like, um, family dinner together? okay my dad would pull this maybe he'd pull this for you whenever there was like a scene in a novella or something where they were kissing or some kind of hot sex scene stuff he'd be like <laughs> how was your day and he'd get in my face and ask me like some weird question and i'd just be sitting there like really bro you don't like, think where? i see that <laughs> yeah like come on you're making yeah. it so weird now you're making because it really you're weird really... oh yeah. you gotta do that yeah like what okay <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, turn it off. Turn it down. Oh, that one part's coming up. Turn it off. Yeah, like them doing that. So why is it, why even have it on it. if you're going to react like that? Just don't have that right. on. Right, right. Because they were not well, expecting that part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If, yeah, but if it happens, you can't make it weird. I know. Well, that's like, oh, now that's we see. Grown but we've, all, we've been through that. Conversation, I think. I feel like those are those moments where you're like, oh, that, oh that's for grown-ups. On the street. Let's talk about not doing crack. All right. Let's yeah. really, I'm sorry. I don't care if you're six, five, 10, 12, 42. And my grandma who wants to start getting into recreational drugs, I'm going to also warn her, hey, this, you might start getting into weed and mushrooms, but stay away from whatever that guy's on. You see that? That's, that's look at his skin. That's Keep it not, natural do from the earth. Don't do that. See, from mother nature, you know, it's just from the plant, from the ground, you know, and those are, but those, the, those are those, I, I just feel like I see those things and I take those as opportunities because as I look back, I remember the opportunities that my parents missed with me to, to educate me and explain to me and maybe things would have been, you know, different, but that's not the case. So I am very much open and aware and, and not aware, but I want to make them aware that yes, I'm not your friend. I'm your mom. I'm your educator. And I'm going to tell you the good, bad and ugly about everything. Cause either you, you're going to find out one way or another. Yeah, yeah. I hope you don't live it, but I hope, you know, you, you learn from however, whether it's me telling you, Hey, don't touch the oven. It's hot. Don't touch the oven. It's hot. Or you deciding to touch the oven, you know, despite me warning you, right. whatever. But you're going to learn either way. Right. And I'm going to do both. I'm going to protect you and then be like, see, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do both. Yeah. And then you have to ingrain that. Yeah. I told you. See? I'm not sorry. <laughs> and then next time I'll be like, hey, remember the oven situation? <laughs> yes. Yeah, do you remember that one day? Do you remember your hand and all the band-aids? Yeah, uh -huh. Those good times, right? Yeah. Don't do it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. All these moms now being more open and honest about cannabis. It's like the it's really the ultimate way to break the stigma is by teaching the next generation that there's nothing wrong with it and just mm -hmm. having it giving them the message in a positive light before they start getting all that negative 
Yes. Because I think it's still a D.A.R.E. program. Like, I think they still yeah. have it in the D.A.R.E. program. And it's like, why? If so many states now have it legal, why is it still in the D.A.R.E. program? Because these kids are going to go to school and hear this stuff about weed and they know that their parents use this and think, oh, my parents are doing this horrible yep. thing. They're bad people. You know, it yeah. really, it really, I really, and it's fucking, it's so sad. And, and as an adult, I I did say this once to my therapist <laughs> uh, that, you know, weed probably ruined the relationship with my dad and I and cannabis brought it back because when I saw it as weed, it was marijuana. Nasty. It was a horrible thing. It was just something that him and his friends did and my uncles and I hated it. And, and I just, I couldn't wait to get up and get out and grow up and get my kid and move out of this environment and do my thing. And then fast forward, I'm feeling like I'm dying and I'm on my deathbed and I need cannabis, you know, and that's the same person, same thing, same everything. And that's, that's when I realize I need to change my perspective and I can't expect anybody else to until they need or want to, because that's how I did it. I was forced to, I was just, was like, I got to, I got to do something. I don't, I don't want to live anymore. Like just at this point, I'm willing to do all the drugs, you know? Yeah. So of course, everyone's like, just start with me. <laughs> just <laughs> relax. Just work it luckily, <laughs> luckily, that worked. That they was the like, trick. Yeah, exactly. I didn't need to yeah. graduate yeah. to anything. No. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I, that's, and that's that. Yeah, that's my family being like, what the heck has happened? She's gone from cop to surgical <laughs> Snoop <laughs> but the entire time and the entire time you were a wonderful person and it's like yeah you know sometimes i'm like when you open up to people about your weed use and they have all these preconceived ideas that have been planted in their head by society it's hard to like it's hard for to change their mind. Yeah. Like when I came out to my mom, because I was like, well, we were being kind of, we're fairly successful with our podcast. At least I was very like, um, proud and I wanted to be honest because like she knew I had a podcast about parenting, but she didn't know the whole thing. <laughs> and then I was like, well, we're kind of getting paid from dispensaries now. Like I kind of feel a little proud that we've, you know, come this far in such a short period of time. So I opened up to her and reg regretted it immediately because, but, 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 you know, but then I was like, it's all that stuff that they've planted inside of her head. And sometimes it's just like, you, you don't get weed until like you get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that was it. And I was fine with it as just being weed, doing it on the down low, like, Never in my wildest dreams would I have a conversation right here with you two about this. Like, this is just like asinine to me. And a lot of people that truly know who and how I viewed cannabis, especially prior to this. Um, but it wasn't until I wanted to know, I wanted to know, I wanted to know what the damage was, right? I was like, all right, so if I smoke three joints a day, how many brain cells am I killing? <laughs> I wanted to know weed math, right? So I literally just started again down that rabbit hole. And I was like, I just That's need so to know funny. how this works. And that was it. And I, once I realized, you know, the ECS our, our, existed. Our, you know, yes. Like, I was just what? like, I have to, 
I have to call my dad and first apologize for being a dickhead kid for the last 18 years. Let's just start with that one. Cause I was so mean to him as a kid. I was just like, Oh, well, and, and that know, has to hurt too, as your, your kid judging you know how to do math. He's a stoner. Like I really, I put that guy through the ringer. I really, I wasn't the nicest That sucks, kid. but what, but they were like giving you mixed messages. That's not fair. Yeah. Had he been exactly. a little more open, that might've been, um, you know, a diff- yeah, a different yeah. relationship. Right. And even just being able to communicate with your kids and and realizing, you know, and I think this is another generational thing that we are also breaking too. Um, I come from a very strict family and kids are seen and not heard. It's just something you, you don't, you just, you're quiet and you sit down and you, you know, you just, you just do what you're told. And if you ever questioned what any adult said, you know, it was very disrespectful and you'd be in trouble. So officer Dan from dare telling me weed's bad. I respect him enough to believe and totally take that with me until until somebody else took that from him. Nobody did that. Nobody did that. Not, not my parents, not anybody. And so I just, I I stuck with what officer flipping dan told oh my me. god i know you're and you're so impressionable as a young kid no, your mind is dumb. like like i feel dumb that it took me this long to get to my i was 33 i'm almost 33 30, i'm almost 38 or i'm 38 uh almost 39 i it took me to really like pick up a physical book it's called the pop book and it's one of my favorite easy or reads about the endocannabinoid system and the breakdown of all 160 cannabinoids within the plant and the terpenes and the flavonoids and how they all interact in our body. And it's just, it's just, we, the, the, this is truly the, the term like systematically lied to is this. Yeah. And, and when I, when I figured out when I realized it and when I went back to work and I was like, well, why don't we all just smoke a joint when I was still in the healthcare field? And they looked at me like I, you know, said bomb on a plane oh my God. and I was like, well, we have receptors. Like, why not? We have receptors. Yeah. They're all looking at me like, what is this bitch saying? What are you saying? And I'm like, why not? It's just like taking vitamin C. Like, I'm, this is where my head's at, you know? And they're looking at me like, you're you're going to be fired. Yeah. So it's probably <laughs> good that I quit before I got more and more vocal because that's it crazy. Been to that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh, so like, how. Now, how is it with your pops? You you smoke with him? Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Now he's like, now he's like, he's the one that gave me that nickname. He's like, we went from, I couldn't be near you smoking weed. And now he's Mexican and has this like accent and, uh, you know, and he's trying to like make fun of me and be all, all stupid. And I'm like, and now look at you all Snoop Dogg and I have a rig and I work at a dispensary and now I do this and I have the page. And, and so, yeah, he's, he's the one that was like, go from, from, what do you call me? It's like graduating dare to uh snoop dog i don't even know how this happened (laughs) i have no idea how the turntables yeah yeah i mean it is crazy because i never thought we would be um doing a podcast talking about uh, yeah podcast about weed and then not only that but like getting paid to smoke weed essentially because (laughs) we do get kind of paid to smoke weed (laughs) 
and you still have, and it's just kind of crazy, even though you're practically living out some of your wildest dreams. And when you say that, I know it's such a cliche, but at the end of the day, this is one of those things you never thought you would be doing. So that's a wild ass dream. You still at the back of your mind, have a guilt, have a fear of telling your mom and it's, yeah. or, you know, even that, and it's just kind of, it kind of sucks. It's kind of, it kind of sucks that you can't be all a hundred percent happy knowing there's still people that you have love and respect for that have that. And that's when I had to really, set aside any of that and just keep pushing through like because especially like talking about my pops there's one um podcast I was on and I had gotten really deep about some of the child abuse and things and that's really when I started to associate that you know pot was was angering and him and he's gonna kill us all and stuff like that and I was very confused um but it wasn't that it was his childhood traumas his, his anger issues his abuse being abused as a child. And, um, as a kid, I didn't know he was trying to cope with that by smoking weed. I just thought he was trying to do lots of drugs and, you know, hated, yeah. he hated us. Like, gotcha. so there was a lot of resentment. You know what though? But isn't it crazy how I feel like Having kids makes you revisit all that shit. And revisit like your now that you're a parent, you start thinking things. You start putting some of the pieces together and go, oh, my God. Well, that's, yeah. you know, you start Obvious. questioning things. Right, right. Yeah. 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 And, and you really start to look at. And nobody wants to say, you know, I, I'm going to do better than my parents. I'm not going to be like them or any of that. That's that's not it. We're all doing the very best with what we're given at that moment in time. And when you think about their parenting and their resources that they had and things of that nature, and you see dumb parents now having access and the resources to everything, nothing's changed. It's truly the person. It's the person. If you want to be a good person and be a good parent and consume, you can, you know, and, and back to that balance, back to that balance. You can go out and have a cocktail for your friend's birthday, you know, and, and come home and, and smoke a joint and, and sleep like a baby, you know, and then go back to smoking a joint every two hours. Like I do throughout the day. Okay. So that is that, that's, that's the daily you could do. That's okay. You could do that. Like, but you can't, you're not, you shouldn't do any of those in, in super massive amounts to cope with anything. You shouldn't go to the gym. Right. To yeah. It's a balance. Right. You have to really focus on it because there's something deep down that you're not Addressing, dealing with. Yeah. Right. And you're right. just, it's I a bandaid. Right. Yeah. Just like, yep. I mean, and you could say that about food too, and a yep. lot of situations, yep. food and yeah. So you you're have- like, so they ask, you know, like therapy, well, what is it that you're doing when you when you were ready to go smoke that joint? You know, when you go outside and, you know, is it when you're all frustrated and you just can't stand your kids at that moment in time? You have to kind of, you know, change that moment where you're like, okay, well, why am I going to go outside and smoke? Okay, well, I'm going to take a deep breath first. I'm going to make sure it's not, you know, and that's kind of like food. And that's where you hit the nail on the head. A lot of people do that. They, they, they emotionally eat, they get all super mad and angry and then they slam four donuts and then they have horrendous guilt about it. Um, And it's the same thing in, in, in a lot of other ways, but if you balance it out or find the purpose, you won't get to that point. And then, you know, because once you're aware that you eat to cope with shit, you smoke to cope with shit, you drink to cope with shit. Mm. Once you're aware, 
you really don't have that responsibility to do something with it. So I, and that's what I truly felt. As soon as I knew I was coping with some of my own childhood issues with weed, uh, and then also trying to hide and not get, uh, you know, physically and mentally checked out. So I was just saying hi and hi and hi. So I didn't feel any of the pain in any way, shape or form. I also knew I was getting there. So it was that fine. It's that fine balance of, of, of everything that, Nama fucking stay, man. You got to stay all balanced yeah. and fit. <laughs> and cannabis helps our body stay balanced. So much. It, it goes through all sorts, like our gastric, our mind, like everything. It keeps us in our yeah. homeostasis. But of course, it's you so can like, overload, you know, there's, like you said, a balance. Right. Well, and like you guys were saying earlier, if you're consuming too much of the same method at the same time, you get burnt out. Your lungs are going to get burnt out. It, you know, all those things are going to get burnt out. Switch it up, change it up. It, it you know, it helps your tolerance, things of that nature. Do you nature. ever do tolerance uh, breaks? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I do. And then I also remember that when I started this and why I take it, it literally replaced about four pills. So in order for me to go back to not taking cannabis or consuming, because the amount of RSO I take is, is about three grams a week. Uh, that's truly what say, I feel like has saved me from Crohn's and everything. I feel like it's just my overall, my, my Xanax, it's my vitamin. It's my, it's my Crohn's. It keeps everything in balance. Like that's, that's my Holy grail. Um, so about three grams a week is a lot. And because that was replacing four different pills. So if I was to go off of that three grams, I'd have to go back on something else just for the whole purpose of, of where my gastro and, and Crohn's and, yeah. and where I'm at with it now to maintain, just to be able to, just to maintain the health of it now. So it doesn't deteriorate, but I really think like the RSO and the cannabis has made it almost stop and, and not worsen from when I first was diagnosed and got started. And that was mom that Jane's you can find her on Instagram at mom that Jane's on Facebook. She's Alicia dot We'll go ahead and put her information um, in our show notes and she's uh, go. She goes live every Tuesday on Facebook at eight PM, and she uh, does cards. She's a tarot reader. Tarot card reading. Hopefully, we can um, you know, get with her on Wednesday. And go live with her. Yeah, we'll see. She might be joining us tonight, guys. If you're listening on Wednesday. Yeah, excited for that. Thanks so much for um listening. You know, and uh, coming back season seven. I can't believe this is the seventy first show. 71 shows. 71st episode. Technically 70 because you skipped a number. but Oh, yeah, which I didn't even realize. (laughs) Somebody called that out, and I was like, oh, wow. We're not changing the numbers now. It's 71. I think it was Melissa that was like, yo, is it me? Oh, and we just made two years not long ago, like last week. Oh, so officially two years. Pot Smoking Moms podcast. podcast October 16th. Amazing. Happy anniversary, D. Yeah, happy anniversary. Look at that. Who knew? Who knew we'd sucker people into listening to us? For two years. For two years, <laughs> let alone contribute. Counting. I know. Let alone contribute to our patrons, which we love our patrons. Thanks so much. You guys are number one. 
Become a patron for early access to episodes, additional content, uh, full and cut versions of our interviews. We do Zoom sessions and um, we do all kinds of stuff. Yanni, Destiny, Lauren, Jesse, Christy, April, Shelby, Denise, Liza, and Natalie. She's new, right? Yeah, on Anchor. Nice. Natalie Echevarria, thanks so much for being patrons. Hey. Go live with us tonight on Instagram. Yeah, and, um, join us. Yeah, join us tonight. Uh, or also, and subscribe, rate, review, and share our content. And just to get us into more people's ears. Potsmokingmoms.com is a website again. You guys, thanks for joining us. We love us. you guys. Thanks for coming back and Much listening love. to us again. <laughs> Thank you for sticking around. Here's the theme song. Hope you enjoy it. See ya.